Good afternoon, good day, konnichiwa, and welcome, or welcome back, if the case may be. If you are indeed coming back to this pod chat, I would be shocked, but happy. This episode, attempt number five of my 15 minutes podcast, where we usually run closer to a narcissistic half hour. I don't know if we'll make it there today. From America's heartland, Scottsdale, Arizona, Bob Kubota, stand-up comedian, gum flapper, and a nice guy. Kicking the tires of perception, consensus, reality, groupthink, belief, conspiracy, and anything else that fails to explain itself adequately. Was that good? Hi, Tony. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hi, Shirley. Hi, Rob. How are we doing? Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Thanks for giving it. Hey, the topic today is uh, what are we going to investigate today? Hey, uh, guess what? History repeats itself, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It sure it does. It does. And uh, let's get right into it. Uh, this whole uh, Colin Kaepernick thing. This is my first ah. example. The first example is a Colin Kaepernick thing. We've been through this before, though. Uh, kneeling during the national anthem, a football player, quarterback, San Francisco. Not going to stand up. He's got that big head of hair. He's got that massive fro now, though. What do you think that means? I would just like to point out that I once passed out during the national anthem. Looking at his fro? No, just I was drunk. Oh, okay. All I was right. at a Raiders game. Right, so you were not standing for the national anthem. No, no, I was And prone. people were very upset with it you. It was a Raiders game. They just stepped over me. Right, that's yeah. what I figured. Well, that's, that's sort of my point uh, of all of this. Why is this a controversy again? I would just step over the guy as if he fought, was a fall-down drunk, and who really cares, you know? And uh, I don't understand why this is at all important. We went through this in 1968, the Olympics... The uh, black power guys, uh, Star Spangled Banner wouldn't, uh, you know, that whole thing. They did the black power, the fist salute. Right. Like a hand in the air and a fist. While they're getting their medals and, uh, of course, uh, dissing their country. and uh, all, You, view, all you viewed that. it as dissing the country? I did not at the time. I just viewed it as a, as a well, uh, I guess I was maybe four years old maybe when that happened. Yeah, yeah. So, but I looked at it as, oh, yeah, well, of course, that's free. From what I learned growing up, yeah, that's freedom of speech, and, uh, you know, that's how that works. And if you don't want to part, uh, take part in that, you don't have to, and everybody should be good with that because that's what this country is all about. And uh, so I've seen examples of that over the years, and, uh, you know, everybody pretty much has stuck to the uh, free speech, uh, you know, idea, ideal. And uh, Until someone actually th- speaks freely, then yes, it can upset people. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now that's a whole. That's an interesting, whole interesting question. Why do people? Why do people? Why do pe- I think the people flip flop? I don't think the actual people who do these acts are flip. They have an, a, a, an idea, a mission, uh, a, something they want to say, and they say it, and that's it. But everybody else, you have. Uh, people on both sides of the issue coming out. I'm, I'm for him. I'm against him. You got people in the military, the veterans who are supposed to be the ones that are highly offended. You have some veterans who are going, well, that's his right. That's what we stood for. That's what we fight for. That's his right. And of course, others are going, that's the most, uh, you know, uh, sacrilegious, uh, offensive thing I've ever seen. And so, what <laughs> is it? Why do we care so much about um, about how we do symbolic things, I guess? my my When I grew up, I grew up sort of, and I think people don't like me for it, but I've always had a, um, I had not a disdain, but I just don't find it, I don't find ceremonial acts and symbolic acts as something that really means a whole lot to me. To me, those are covers for lack of true action or lack of something else other than I'm going to show my ability to be patriotic by a song I sing, or I put my hand over my heart, or I wear a funny hat, or whatever it is, as opposed to actually being those things. And I think there's, there could be a divide there, but people want to uh, uh, get on either side of the issue by by joining the argument. 
that way. I, I know that symbol and uh, ritualism and tradition is important. I think what uh, inver- invariably happens is that the symbol or ritual or tradition then supersedes people's actual actions, and that becomes problematic. Like people, did, did you ever read the short story, The Lottery? Uh, I'm going to say no, because it's not jumping into my head. But a, re- remind me. It was a great story. It was about a small town, and the way the woman, I forget the woman's name who wrote it, where she painted the story of this really idyllic, wonderful little town. I think it's been made into a movie or incorporated into movies over the years. And uh, it was a lottery day. And it was a lead-up to this really kind of like small bandstand, all-America, you know, bunting America, flag bunting around the bandstand kind of, you know, all-American town. And today was lottery day, and everybody came forward, and and everybody got a number. And uh, there was this little girl talking to Grandpa, going, "Why are lotteries important, Grandpa?" And, well, it's part of what we do. It made us who we were and stuff. And then whoever got the number, to number forty-two, the woman was then shoved into a circle in the middle of the town and stoned to death. And that's how the story ended. And what it was was no one knew why. No one could remember why uh-huh. they stoned one person to death on that year. That was the whole story that no one could explain to this little girl why it was done and i think sometimes tradition ritual symbolism and i've been accused of and and, and probably were the of someone who's i'm not a i'm not a a right-wing guy but i'm a tradition i'm a liberal according to a lot of people i'm a traditionalist i believe in certain traditions but i believe in them for me i believe in having turkey on thanksgiving i stand up during the national anthem in high school i didn't stand up for the pledge for about a year because of the vietnam war caused a lot of trouble in my town uh-huh, but i experienced uh-huh. this uh-huh. so you did use that you did use that as a form of expression and it i is, absolutely did so it is a valid move and it, i mean not one to be vilified in any sense that's your free speech and that's how you communicate a your message and it apparently worked to some degree well i'm not saying that the me not standing up for the pledge of allegiance in high school uh, uh led to the end of the vietnam war but when the teachers it, it was a funny time because I remember talking to my teachers and going, and they go, well, now you need to stand up. I go, I don't have to. And they go, well, this, I go, you guys, the peak, I go, the kids you taught last year, a couple of them were dead because of this war. Kids who you look at. And when those right. teachers started looking at us, these baby-faced yes. 15, 16, 17-year-olds, and realizing that some of them were going to get ribbon shot to ribbons in a war that fewer and fewer people were understanding, they kind of backed off. You know, and they went, all right, just, they kind of backed off of all of us realizing is the war starting not, not making sense to them now after the war i started to stand up for the pledge. i taught my daughter to stand up for the pledge i go to the ballpark i stand up for the national anthem mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff but i think colin kaepernick has the right i think what bothers people man i think look for me sunday football is football is a distraction correct it's not my religion it's not this it's, sports right. is a distraction but i want sure to be distracted mm-hmm I don't want to be watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon and then all of a sudden have someone pop in and go, hey, the war, we got to stop the war. I'm watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon. (laughs) To me, they're kind of like Bugs Bunny cartoons and they are that entertaining distraction. I get to think about something else. And when the world invades that space, I think it bothers some people. Well, uh, yeah, and it, it is it is really troublesome when you think about it because it is supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be a distraction. Why do the why do the two even get blended together like that? Which leads to the next question: Are we being manipulated on that front? Are we? Um, when I say that we we've been through this before, uh, and a couple other issues I want to bring up that we've been through before. 
but it's like being it's being brought on on us and, and hammered into us as if this was the first time as if this is the first time we've ever had to wrestle with this idea and we've all had like you've had your own version of wrestling with that idea it's actually a very common thing why do we why are we acting like it is such a major new problem that we have to now collectively make a decision and when people have been doing this all the course of time that's basically the principle of this country etc cetera, etc cetera. Why is this a media-driven thing? Is this uh, is this a manipulation? Is this a ba- is this a reconfirm reconfirmation of a beta test that they ran on us earlier when they when they ran it the first time on us back in the '60s um, to see how would we would react? Well, the big the big '60s controversy, of course, uh, bigger than uh, the two gentlemen at the Olympics who did the Black Power salute uh, was Muhammad Ali. Well, there's an, okay. Who's now almost revered to the level of sainthood. So, but in the '60s, by many people, uh, was not because he refused uh, to be inducted into the military. Right. Because he said, and, and he infamously said, "No, he was, you got black men going over to fight yellow men." Because no yellow man ever denied me a job. No yellow man ever called me uh, the N word. He, you know, he was. So is this a whitewash? Is this a, is this a way of um, confusing the masses? Is this a way of? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's hypocritical if you really analyze it down. I mean, like like you said, he's now a national hero. He took his lumps at the time, but now he's a he's a world hero in that sense. And uh, we can all pretty much agree on the line of thinking that he had. We, nobody really disagrees with that. So why does this remain such a? Is it generational? It's in our face. Do we have to introduce it to the next generation because they weren't around when uh, Muhammad Ali was around or the '68 Olympics was? Around? Is this is this a generational? Are um, you repeat? Are you asking to me to condition people? Are you asking me? Uh, a did Colin Kaepernick come to this of his own volition, or B was this part of a, a large machination? No, that's not my question. I believe he's com- I believe he's 100 percent sincere, but I believe the media play of it becomes a. Uh, uh, what do you call a, a, a hot potato of which they can you really can generate some good pre- and some good controversy and, uh, and really do- create a uh, create an issue that really isn't there well you know if you think about how much media there is I, I, I had a little Facebook argument with a guy last night going I feel this is the worst time ever that in my life and I go well then it goes the last two years ago well then you were born two years ago he goes no you're gonna tell me there's been a worse time ago. Uh, Vietnam, um, a year before I was born, the Soviets got the atomic bomb. Uh, all through the 60s, uh, cities burning down. Uh, a president assassinated, two, one president assassinated, one almost assassinated. Uh, other presidents shot at, you know, King shot. I go, there's been much more dangerous and deadly uh, times in American and world history. Uh, but because there is so much media, they have to talk about something. Yes. If you've got ESP on Something is a very large topic, though. I mean, talk about... That's a very wide range of topics. Why does it go right to these uh, knee-jerky kind of... Uh, you know, it's going to uh, you know inflame the emotional um, kind, kind of uh, subject matter? I think, I think in, in this country or any country, when the national anthem of that uh, country is being played, if someone does something other than what is the traditional way to respect that, that it becomes... The odd thing, it's like you got 10 black ducks and one white duck. The white duck becomes the odd one. Colin Kaepernick became the odd one sure. by not standing for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's the important question. Have you read any jokes about it? <laughs> uh, I'm working on them. I'm working on them. I got them. one. But I got fi- to figure out. You do? What? Okay. I think he could avoid this whole controversy if he just stood, just stood on one leg. 
<laughs> okay. And then if then you, if you just stood on one leg and then everyone when when the song ended, instead of if you do it stood on one leg and went caca. <laughs> All right. And then that would have been, he'd still be standing, but on one leg like a stork and just went, caca. <laughs> then nobody would have known what the hell to do. Uh huh. Okay. Well, okay. All right. Caca. It's my Emo Phillips joke. Anyway. <laughs> kind of. Uh, I guess. I didn't think of it that way. But how does this affect Richard Raskin now? Think about Richard Raskin. And you're going, Who is Richard Raskin? Who is Raskin? Richard Raskin? Yeah. yeah. Because we've been through this before. Richard Raskin was the Bruce Jenner of the seventies, you see, and he and Richard Raskin was a professional tennis player. That's right. Richard Raskin then uh, tried to get into the U.S. Tennis Open as a as a woman named Renee Richards, and that's yes, that, that's exactly. And we've been through this before. 1975, 1976. Think about that. Think about those times. We went through this then, and yet look what we went through in the last year or two. But As if this was the most shocking. This was the most unbelievable. This was the most, uh, you know, the most uh, detrimental thing to humanity, or whatever it is that people thought, good or bad, whatever. You know, it's just like, how come we're not shrugging our shoulders and going, yeah, yeah, exactly. This has been done before. It's been done before by by well, many different athletes, right? Yeah. And what's the big deal uh, here? Or what uh, the L.A. Clippers did uh, when they had the issue with their owner, uh, uh, you know, and they came out, Sterling. Sterling, and they came out one time and they put all their shirts in a pile on the floor. Right. They, they knew. You talk, first off, when you talk about athletes, you talk about young men. Mm-hmm. Okay, usually almost always under 30 or in early 30s, top end. And so you're talking about when passions run high. Okay, yes. not you and I who are looking looking through the world through a glass darkly and going, oh, okay, wow, wasn't that weird? That was embarrassing. I did a stupid thing. You can't meet anybody in their 50s and go, I was an idiot in my 20s. No one goes, man, was I smart in my 20s. Right. I was an idiot in my 20s. So they are inflamed with all this passion. Okay, and here they are wealthy people who then begin to, f- and, and, and everybody treats them like what they say and do is important. If you get a microphone shoved in your face every time you turn around, hey, what'd you think about that last pitch? What'd you think about that game? After a while, they start thinking that they are important and in a way they are because they are symbols. And then there is something that is going on that's inflaming the public in general, and they almost feel terrible about not taking some sort of stand, no matter how minor or symbolic it might be. Mm-hmm. So Colin Kaepernick, yes, is a man of great wealth and privilege he absolutely is sure and i've I've heard this argument about this attack on him which i'm not sure i necessarily i don't i don't i don't would take this angle on i'm not attacking him right i'm not attacking him so that is what people attacks that it's somehow that he but he also reached it because he's a very good athlete he's really a shitty quarterback let's be honest. right well that's a great that's a whole different argument but he's reached a pinnacle he played in a super bowl he still has yes. a right to speak his mind. Well, it doesn't matter what you, your job is. You have a right. It doesn't matter. That's yeah. the whole point. That's the whole point. You yeah. have a right to speak your mind. You know. Now, the, do you stand for the national anthem? If you, uh, well, yeah, I have. I've never, if I play I've it never, right now, I never I've, intentionally sat let's, through it. Let's try it right now. We're going to see if you have a knee jerk to it. All right. Well. Oh, say you? See now, you no said you said the national anthem, not Tony, sort of doing an impression of the national anthem. It was my my. If I did that, would you stand? I don't think so. I will stand uh, you right would now. Cut if the you, mic if I did If you that. do it right now, I will stand. <laughs> do it. Do it. I prefer the other one, America the Beautiful, By anyway. The dawn. And I want uh, Kate Smith to come out and sing it. Then I'll stand. But uh, oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Will you stand on one leg and go, uh, cook. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I made Bob Kubota laugh. Uh, well, it the is. callback. You know the you know the formulas to comedy. It's the callback. It, I've known Bob Kubota now a good chunk of my life. We've known or know known of each other. You know, viewed each other across the state lines. Going, oh yeah, I've heard of that guy. What's he up to? For many many years. I this is the first time in casual conversation. I've been able to make him laugh. My life is complete. <laughs> I'm worried that I've come full uh, circle he's now. He's exaggerating. He's made me laugh at least five times <laughs> over the last... Since 1988. Uh, Twelve years. Uh, how about um, how about all this police stuff? How about all of the... Uh, they getting back together? The, the black... Uh, um, <laughs> Don't Gordon, stand Gordon, so. Gordon Don't Sumner. Stand so. yeah. I've got a bit of announcement to make. Please call me Sting. Anyway... Um, but uh, the police, the cops, the uh, correctional, the popo, yeah, the, the we've, had, we've had some, uh, we've had some controversy in the last year or so, you know, over uh, you know uh, policemen, absolutely brutality, uh, racially motivated stuff. Uh, in some instances, it would appear yes. Without some a doubt. instances, it would appear. Now uh, we've been through this, though. We've been through this. It's all happened before. History repeats itself. Not even that long ago, when you go back to the early 90s, there was a guy named Rodney King. Now, that was recorded on, like, a Hi-8. Remember those? I do. Remember those those I video do. cameras? Big, bulky camera. Remember that was our yeah. social media? This is how we, you what know. What was cool about it, you had the video immediately. You made it on the, on the VHS tape, popped it out. You could put it in the TV and play it right away. Right there. You didn't have to download it, render it, go to a exactly. link. Exactly. <laughs> no downloading, no re- no buffering. No buffering, nothing, that's, man. That's you so had it. It was a great time then. No buffering. No buffering. Uh, no buffering. No buffering. But remember remember those just those those cheesy little high eight tapes, those little sure. quality tapes, was enough to get uh, a 24-7 weeks-long uh, reality show into the courtroom while the while the police were getting grilled, right? I mean, like, Bill Hicks, he had a whole section in his albums about the Rodney King beatings and sure. the coverage and the, and the trials. And, and uh, Officer Coon, remember that one? And then there he would go, Coon! Officer Coon! You know, C-O-O-N, that was the man's his name. Life too, what did he say? Is life too fucking weird or what? Or whatever Bill said at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, it, but at the time, you go, yeah, it is weird and it is strange, but we've been through this now. But now this comes around again, but again, it's generational. It's almost like they space it out by generation. So some generation never got that, so they need their own version of it. You know what I mean? Hey, but, but, and then we start the whole thing all over again. It's the starting over that kills me, is that we have to go right back to the beginning. We have to have these same rudimentary arguments about race. About Why do this. you think that is? And then we have to have groups that say Black Lives Matter, as if we all don't realize. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know what I mean. We have it's gone so rudimentary. on a trajectory, so though, Bob. Childish. If I, if I may, from uh, if you remember the Rodney King, no matter you know the most virulent head Grand Wizard of the KKK could have watched the video of Rodney King being beaten and go. All right, they're going a little Oh, Robert far. Byrd, the one who supported Hillary. As, yeah. as, 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 he, as he would rise up, as he would Sorry, rise... Sorry, facts. You know, a lot of things are fact, but, you, you, you know, your fact is out of context. It's not out of context. It's absolutely out of context. <laughs> so, you know, it's, what you're saying is... No, it's a side fact. What, what it's you, not out of what context, you, What you were then, you will be forever, mm-hmm. is what you were saying. Well, so if you, but that's what everybody says about all of them. Whatever they say, they're... They're going to be held to yeah. that forever. Uh, that's I, how it works. What you just said is, is highly unfair and off off the subject. No, that's it. Okay. Well, it's okay. Off, it's okay. off the subject. Okay. I won't Anybody say Anybody could have watched that video of Rodney King rising up like with his hands up, totally now helpless, right. beaten to where this is your last stance, just that last wail of, uh, and they smacked him again. Right. And that was the, that was and that was the issue, but that wasn't the real issue. 
The issue was that these men were then tried in Simi Valley, right. which is uh, 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 far away from where the scene of the crime took sure. place, and were all found not guilty. Mm-hmm. That's what precipitated a video of a man helplessly being beaten. Okay, the, look, the guy was it was a high speed chase. Sure. They had to chase him down. They had to get him. They had to pull him out of the car. When they pulled him out of the car, he was not 100% compliant. But the beating did not justify any of that. And that they were then yeah. found not guilty is right. what precipitated the riots. Sure. I, I was yeah. in Los Angeles during Me the too. I was there too. I split. I was watching. After that verdict, as I was watching on TV, yeah. I gathered up my uh, my wife at the time, my daughter, and said, I'm going to Portland. You're going to Portland. We're all going to Portland. And we hightailed it for uh, Oregon and drove right into a riot in Portland. Mm-hmm. So, But... We've gone from that to a recent video in Chicago of a man being chased by the cops and in in the middle of a major thoroughfare being shot several times in the right. back. Right. So th- the reason we have, the problem hasn't been solved. No, but in fact, it's even escalated. In fact, you might want to say that's even worse. But my question is, where is the now the twenty four seven endless courtroom stuff of all these officers getting grilled like those guys did and should have? But where does that go? I, I, we've been through this before, yet it almost seems like the crime is more severe and the punishment is less. I just want to know where's the analysis on this? How come this is not? Why come we're not watching courtroom police drama right now? I mean, there's so many cases out there. We should be watching tons of court cases. Maybe we're more numb than we realize, or maybe the media is going all right. It, well, yeah, the media is doing yeah, all right. Yeah. Now, now, now that now we're really having to face who we are, and we don't want to do that. By the way, uh, a comic named Ty Rivera. Had a very funny joke about all these videos of cops be, uh, of cops abusing African Americans and shooting them. He goes, "I don't think there'd be so much controversy if, at the end of the video, someone yelled World Star.'" <laughs> <laughs> very good. For those of you not familiar, World Star, they're home videos that someone goes around and they uh, they film street fights, oftentimes between African American oh, okay. individuals. I see. And when they film it at the end of it, they go World Star. Uh-huh. So if you if you now looked it up on YouTube, you'll see what I'm talking about. So if you were familiar with these horrendous where you see like one group, of, there's one of African-American teenage girls just beating the living daylights of another group of African-American teenage mm-hmm. girls. It's African-Americans viewing these and then put them on YouTube. And at the end of it, they yell, World Star! Because mm-hmm. that's their company. <laughs> so that Ty said if they just did that, then there wouldn't be so much. <laughs> so what are you saying here? I don't know what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is how, does the, how do the perceptions stay in little boxes from time to time how come it's not a, a, a an accumulative learning curve that we're having where you keep starting over is my point my point is that we keep getting acting like this is a brand new thing and it's not anything any- i know it's not a brand new thing right you know it's not a brand right. new thing. but the way it's being presented to the public and the way they're consuming it on the whole is that way they don't a lot of people don't want to deal with it when people they we people, should be beyond this already people see, look there's been a fetish fetishization of the military and the police especially post 9-11 yeah where it's like you you cannot question everybody even if someone's going to question the activities of of, uh, of the police you know, it's almost you have to start out going there's no bigger support of the police than me the police put their lives but this one instance nobody could say there is an endemic right. deep-seated problem in the way uh, uh law enforcement engages uh, whole groups or whole groups of individuals no one could say that without themselves being accused of being unpatriotic that's the problem well I still don't know if that answers my question I mean I understand everybody's place in the thing I just 
as as a presentation, as a point, as a starting, we're always back at square one when it comes to discourse, and we're well beyond that, or should be well beyond. It's almost like we're being treated like third graders when it comes to these types of topics when it comes to either most the, people but, but also affects the public and the way they discourse with each other and the way they're uh, trying to, to analyze these things they don't know they're you start starting at these really rudimentary base arguments like you know um, I don't know I just the idea of calling people it just comes back down to your race and it's so much more complicated than that it's so much more complicated than that and I think that's why we're starting at such a, a base level of everybody it goes back to I'm gonna, rudimentary I'm, name calling and uh, that I'm going to say something here kind okay, of analysis it's kind of a, for most people look I'm a middle aged middle class or maybe now almost an older white guy I grew up in Missouri okay I am the guy I am the fly on the wall and I'm here to tell my African-American friends, my Latino friends, my Asian friends, you don't know how bad it is. You don't know how deep-seated the racial attitudes and stereotypes of a lot of Caucasians actually are. And we have not got, and even though we've made great strides, okay, that I grew up to become non-racist, okay, but that I know that deep, I took a test one time, a Harvard test, and it showed that I, I still have a bias. I know I have a bias. You know, if you show me people, and I'll, I'll go, I like this person. And it's invariably because of something to do with something that I don't even really have a lot of evidence about. But the biases are still deep and strong, and we're a long way. A long way. You know, I got a friend of mine, Robert Spector, is writing a show right now. And he said, he said, as a Jew, he feels like he has a right to make fun of everybody on stage. Because he knows whenever he leaves the room of Gentiles, as soon as he leaves, they all sit around and go, what a Jew! He says, "I know that." Mm-hmm. So that's part of the issue. Sure. Does that? But that the, again. I, I, well, this could be a different argument, but I posit it. Just language does not dictate a racist mind mm, necessarily. No. Thank God. Well, let's put it this way: some of the least politically correct people I know are some of the sweetest people I actually know, and actually they're the people I would trust first to to, to drag me out in a well, burning. Well, thank you so much, Bob. House. I didn't know you felt like that about me. Uh, <laughs> No, you you take yourself out of that category. I do. You, I do. you remove yourself from that group. I do. I'm saying I'm not vilifying everybody in that group is what I'm saying. I'm not vilifying. I'm just saying yeah. how it is. But, 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 but also what you were saying about uh, the deep-seated racism, we have no idea how deep-seated that mm-hmm. racism is. Is that why we don't move beyond square one? Yes. Is this why we keep moving Correct. back to square one every Absolutely. time? Is, is because these people are so hardened in their racism, they cannot handle any amount of discourse other than black is bad and white is good. Well, that, there, there's that, but even there's the, it is the people who don't realize it. The people who react to, the people that will watch a Rodney King video and go, well, he was speeding. He was speeding, or the people who watch a black guy being shot in the back door, he was running, or the ones who didn't even realize the choices that they make. I know that people are going to go nuts me saying this. There are choices that people make subconsciously that are race-based that they don't realize, and those have not been dealt with yet. Okay. That's, That's my belief. Fair enough. No, and I, I, I'm, I have no reason to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've obviously know plenty of those people in my life as well. But is that is that is that the overwhelming majority or is that it's more a, or less it, the it's it, a, the useless fringe it's a sign, significant portion it is you look you could quantify a significant portion of people think like that and the people who truly believed are even more even more in cities truly wanted to believe in their heart of hearts that barack obama was not really born in america the people who truly wanted but, to believe that but even if they didn't believe that that doesn't make them racist 
It is. It is. They just don't believe he was born. Just like they, you know. It it was the modern day Dred Scott decision. The Dred Scott decision was 1857. Dred Scott was about a birth certificate. It was when it was when the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that African Americans were not citizens of the United States. Okay, it was right. It was. Nor were they human. It was. They were only three fifths of a human. Yeah. Well, there were. There, but there, it's interesting is why that was chosen. That was chosen for power politics. That so the South. Could I not, thought it was because they were bad at fractions. That was so the South. The South could uh, not claim them as full citizens in order to have a higher representation in the House sure. of Representatives. Right. Kind of. Okay. But that was so. It was to delegitimize the first Black African American president because they cannot accept this. Okay. You know there was a, a great saying in a movie called Mississippi Burning, which sure. was a, a really bad movie made about a particular uh, uh, civil rights issue. But Gene Hackman played a uh, sure. a guy who was a Gene Southerner. Hackman. Who went back mm-hmm. and he he says, you know, my daddy used to say he goes he was explained to a, a, a black officer he goes here's why he goes you know what he goes uh, uh, my daddy never had any money he was broke he goes if you're not better than a black man what are you mm-hmm. and then he said to a white guy with him he goes I know why he, mm-hmm. goes, he goes you know the problem with this country baseball <laughs> I mean, baseball is the only time that a black man can shake a stick at a white man and not get hung <laughs> those are lines in that movie that really kind of nailed the racial uh, attitude that's great that's yeah, great writing yeah we've made great some, we've made some movement forward but there's a lot the way to go but I, I still don't think this answer I still don't think I mean I understand what you're saying but I don't think it clarifies in my mind in a big picture sense why we still even with those people as part of the fabric why the rest of us have to regress and I think the rest of it I'm not even talking about them I think the rest of us as a community get dragged down to that square one I'm beyond this stuff man I mean I'm beyond this I know it's more complicated than blacks hate whites and white hate blacks or whatever yeah so I don't think I'm going to get an answer in this, this you know what there's no episode. answer maybe the answer maybe uh, the answer goes back to an old English writer the fault is not in the stars the fault is in ourselves yeah. thank you William Shakespeare Bob let's see we should you need your- to stop reading <laughs> Stop reading, start getting out in the world and thinking and looking and talking. Stop quoting Shakespeare. Not going to happen. Well, all right. Well, you know what? Hey, we can, okay, there's, all right. Eh, we got, this was good subject matter to get get some um, stuff said, but Ka-ka! I don't think we got any, I don't think we got a conclusion. There's Tony standing on one leg. <laughs> Making bird noises. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, say, can you cut? <laughs> the hell was that? What are you doing? Ca-caw. All right, it's time for your sex change operation. Caca. <laughs> and uh, all right, well, let's we'll, we'll leave that for next time. Thanks for thanks for chatting with me about this. I, I'm gonna have to go. We home love and work you, on Bob. This, work on this some more, but um, thank you guys. Thanks you, for playing. You've been listening to Bob Kubota, my 15 minutes on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Download it, share it with your friends. We will be back next Friday with another action-packed episode. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da